Uh, <laughs> Amen. Thank you, sir. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, he said, Brother Spurgeon is going to come preach. And my wife leaned over and said, again. <laughs> I don't know what you meant by that. I have a question, though, before we turn to 2 Corinthians 11. Every time I hear this announcement for this corn maze thing, which I, you know, never paid much attention to because, like, I left for California a week and a half ago, remember? And uh, I'm sad I'm going to miss the chili cook-off by just a couple days. That did sound good. But every time I hear this announced, it's like a church function, but you have to go online to get tickets. But if it rains, we'll have a plan B. I get all that. Come back to the church. I get all that. It's about fellowship. But what I'm not hearing is how you get your money refunded if it rains. So I'm sure there's a plan for that. That's all. Just wanted to been bugging me. I mean, you know, do you go online to get your money back? I don't know. What about a guest, Brother Joel, reimburse you personally? That's not Doc. Brother Tim, pass the buck. I saw. Did you see that? Second Corinthians chapter eleven and to, to this morning, tonight, whatever, and verse three. And so I'll just read the uh, the one verse. Paul writing to a church and says this, But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Father, we love you and come to you again in the name of Jesus Christ. Thankful that we can meet here. Thankful. For the gospel, pray and ask God that you'd help me to say what you'd have said for the, for the glory of Jesus Christ and the benefit of those hearers, saved and unsaved alike. Father, my burden is for the soul in here today that may not be a child of God yet. Pray that today would be their day. Amen. Help us, Lord God, to be focused on the main thing, even though there's a lot of important things. Thank you for our refuge, a place we can come to and put the things of the world outside for just a little while. And thank you for your book and your grace and your love. And I pray in Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen. You may be seated. I said that real fast because you're going to sit down anyway. It makes me feel important. He said this, uh, we read it. It said the end of the verse, it said the simplicity that is in Christ. I really appreciate the Lord making it simple. Man makes things more complicated than, than they have to be. That way he can add his little signature to it. And religion's really good at that. They'll take what God intended to be simple and just make all kinds of hoops. And if that had been the way it was presented to me, amen, when I needed it the most, and if it was ever presented to me as complicated, I rejected it and went off and did what I wanted to do like most people would. But when I needed the truth of the Word of God the most, I'm glad that it was given to me and to glorify the simplicity that is in Christ. Uh, there's a popular gospel track, which I was just a little surprised that you didn't have out there. Because you got a lot of tracks, and you got a good selection of tracks. I'm a big fan of tracks. I've handed them out. I've taken opportunity. Anybody can do that. And, uh, but there's a track uh, that I saw when I first got saved and still see it often. I actually have a couple, but they're like most of our possessions. They're in the bus, in the shop, somewhere. But it's a track called God's Simple 
plan of salvation, or the simple plan of salvation. Maybe I don't even remember the name of it. How many of you ever seen that? Simple plan of salvation, written in 1937, something like that. Ford Porter wrote it. Uh, over 63 million copies have been distributed since then, and it's in like, I don't know, I hate, I don't want to misquote, it's in dozens of languages. God's simple plan of salvation. What's in it? The gospel. Take your Bible, go to 1 Corinthians 15. The gospel's in it. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and uh, Paul writes this in verse 1. He says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. Uh, there's places where the gospel's just not preached, and then there's places where it is, and it goes in one ear and out the other. And uh, that may be, be the case with, with you. Might have been the case with you. Maybe you heard it more than a few times, but uh, you're, you're, you're distracted by the cares of this life, whatever, maybe doing what you wanted to do. And it took a while to hit home, sink in, and uh, take root. Amen. And uh, when it does, then you realize that getting saved isn't hard. Amen. And, uh, and, uh, and he says, verse 3, For I delivered unto you first of all uh, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the, the Scripture, not according to our belief, not according to this church's covenant, According to the Bible, the Bible tells us in numerous places in the Old Testament that Jesus Christ was going to die for our sins, and lo and behold, he did. And so we're Bible believers. We, 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 our confidence uh, isn't in the church fathers or any of that. Uh, our confidence is in what the Word of God said. When I got saved, I, wasn't, I was leery about being flim-flam by some religious guy in a suit. And, uh, and, uh, but I was interested in what the Bible had to say. I didn't have any problem believing that this was God's book. Amen. And so Paul says it right here. And he says, uh, for I delivered unto you first of all. And you can get a lot of things right in your life. And if you miss this, it ain't going to matter. And you can be the best person in town by society standards and charitable and moral and honorable and, and all that kind of thing. But uh, if you don't get the first thing first... Well, you can have a, just to be honest, you can have a great life. Christian principles work for anybody. Amen. But Christian principles won't get you into heaven. Amen. The gospel will get you into heaven. And it says there clearly that Christ died for our sins, according to Scripture, and that he was buried and rose again the third day, according to Scripture. And if he wouldn't have, then he would have been a good man, a teacher like Buddha or somebody that just lived and presented a lot of, good thoughts and died and he's in the grave and we can celebrate that every year, but he's not in a grave. And his rising from the dead just did, did more than just, well, it defined the, the virgin birth. It, it, it proved that he was God, but it also tells us that we're not going to stay there either. And that's where our victory comes from. And uh, that's the gospel, and it's simple. And, and I want to preach this morning on God's simple plan. And, uh, and uh, God intended it to be simple. Okay? Uh, here's why. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse uh, number, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 3, uh, the Bible says this. For this is good 
and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. Uh, the gospel is simple because it is God's will that everybody come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. Every single person. Uh, it is not God's will that any human soul end up in that place that he prepared for the devil and his angels. Amen. So he made the gospel simple. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, but God committed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. There's a mentality amongst some churches out there that uh, you need to clean up your act before you, Jesus Christ, to give you the time of day. If we could clean up our act, what in the world was all that for? Amen. Uh, there wasn't no way Dave Spurgeon was ever cleaning up his act. I had made a, a, a mess of my life that put it mildly, and somebody came in and told me Jesus Christ knew all about it and uh, went to the cross to make a way for me to get forgiven anyway, and I said, you got to be kidding me. I tell you what, it gets better than that. He not only went to the cross to make a way for you to be forgiven when you were in the depths of your sin, he knew what kind of mess we were going to be sometimes this side of the cross. Yeah. Amen. And went anyway. Amen. God made it simple because he doesn't want anybody to end up in hell. And uh, so I can say he's serious about it. This is how serious he is. That book says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, that's pretty serious. That's, uh, I've talked to prisoners in, 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 in behind bars and said, all right, you guys, some of you are saved, yes, we're saved. And they know, they're like me, they know they, they came to a place where they realized that they were wrong and God was right. And, and they marveled that he would save them and he saved them and they love God and they're winning people, other prisoners to God and, and, and more faithful to services that sometimes Christians are. Christians out here, and uh, and I once sometime one time I had Green County up on second floor. I think when they had men there, I'm not sure what floor of the men. You know the women are outnumbering the men in the Green County Jail two to one. It wasn't that way, amen. Anyway, I asked him one time. I said, "All right, which one of you men?" And I'm talking to a couple that I really believe were saved, and I mean tender-hearted toward the gospel and their fellow man. And I said, "Which one of you'd give one of your kids so that David Spurgeon wouldn't have to go to hell?" And, you know, there's, there's religious groups. Somebody might all pious and say, oh, I would. You liar. Prisoners are more honest than some uh, church folk. Amen. Uh, they just lower their head and look down. And I appreciate their honesty. And, uh, and, uh, but I'm telling you, God did. That's what God did. That's how serious he is about making a way for your sins to be forgiven. You ever get as serious about it as he is, you'll get saved. It's in verse 17 there in John chapter 3, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through, uh, that the world through him might be saved. And preacher said it earlier. God's for us. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and uh, I had somebody ask me one time. Uh, he said, uh, well, what do you got to do? What do you got to do to go to hell? You know, you're telling everybody all the time about how to get to heaven. What do you got to do to go to hell? And I looked at him, I said, Nothing. You're doing fine. You just stay on the track. You're on right now. You keep trusting whatever it is you're trusting right now.